0: Welcome to Judaism in the 21st Century, the podcast that explores issues we face in life and how we can better deal with them with lessons rooted in Judaism. I'm your host, Stephen Lapcoff, and my co-host with me every week is Rabbi Daniel Cohen from Congregation Agudath Shalom in Stanford, Connecticut. Welcome aboard, and let's get to it. Hello, and welcome to Judaism in the 21st Century. My name is Dr. Stephen Lapcoff, and I'm here, as always, with Rabbi Daniel Cohen from Congregation of Godot Shalom in Stamford, Connecticut. And today, we're going to talk about uh, a topic which doesn't always get a lot of attention, but I think it's one that's quite important, and it has to do with the power of words. So in our environment today, um, when people say things a certain way, when they frame things in a given pattern as we're seeing right now and by the way we're recording this about a month into the war in israel how people frame things and the power of their words really has a, a tremendous impact on how the world sees things um from where i sit i watch and listen to the news Uh, from multiple news sources, because I don't necessarily trust the power of the words I'm seeing from all the different places. So I try to listen to multiple news sources and average them together in my head. So I'll listen to the BBC and to CNN and to Fox. And I try to take the average of all those words and sort of try to find some meaning there. But I think this goes deeper than just the news. So let me open it up. And let's hear what Rabbi Cohen, what do you have to say about this as an opening salvo?
1: Well, thank you very much. I mean, I am a uh, a big believer, uh, as King Solomon says, life and death is in the hand of the tongue. And one of the first messages we have to appreciate is God created the world with words. You know, at the very beginning, it says the world was created in darkness and chaos. Vayomer Elokim, And God said, let there be light, and there was light. So I would say foundationally, it's important to recognize that our role in this world, all humans is to imitatio Dei, to emulate God. And as God uses words to bring light and love and healing and order, that is our mission. And I think, unfortunately, we're living in a time where the value of words is so diminished. I mean, the reality is, is that, and this is a challenge, you know, technology is not innately good or bad, but technology has to be harnessed in a positive way. And because people can say anything and almost like hide behind anonymity and they can put things out there that never before, you know, could they reach so many people. Um, people have not really understood that words really matter. And I think where Judaism comes in, we say Judaism in the 21st century, is to reawaken us to the power of the word. You know, it bothers me a lot when I think about people that are talking heads. I mean, that to me is no better than, bilam's donkey in the bible that talks you know we're not simply given the gift of speech to fill time so one of the most important things to think about and unfortunately i don't think we'll do is that if a word is coming out of my mouth it becomes real it really cannot be taken back it has to be honest it has to be truthful it has to be helpful it has to uplift has to be constructive and um You know, we should always be mindful that, you know, one word, and I've heard this, and I'll pause for a minute. I've heard people that are totally turned off from their faith because of a few words that were shared in Hebrew school 50 to 60 years ago. I also hear of people that are inspired in their faith and in their Judaism and in their mission in life because one teacher, one parent, one mentor said a word that they needed to hear in those Moments of their life that literally still um, rings in their ears as well.
0: Boy, oh boy, did you uh, touch a third rail in my life—the uh, Hebrew school one? Oh yeah.
1: Whew. Oh boy, <laughs> you should see the look on Steve's face. The the
0: world that I grew up in, uh, you know, I was taught all kinds of things in Hebrew school—some good, not so good. But um one of the things that has left me wondering about my own life was. When I was about uh, 11, my grandfather was get, was sick with uh, pancreatic cancer, and I was told, go to synagogue, go pray, and he'll be okay. Oh, boy. And I was told that repeatedly, and I used to take my brother, we'd walk up the street, a synagogue was within walking distance of our home, and we were the youngest, we were the only kids in that synagogue on Shabbat morning, you know, amongst men in their 70s and 80s. And it was just me, uh, you know, a seven-year-old and a, uh, he was eight years old and I was 11. And guess what? All the prayer that we provided meant not a thing. And of course, with pancreatic cancer, the and especially pancreatic cancer in 1976, ended very poorly. Yeah. And boy, did that leave me feeling disengaged and disenchanted with what I was told from those words. And it's taken me a lifetime to sort of put that back on the track and sort of come back and even to be able to have this conversation with you um and i know that words can have the exact opposite you know in, in a positive way and to your story you know i have found over my career i've picked up many coaches along the way and coaches have been incredibly important and by the way i'll plug for coaches. If you were listening to this and you're in the business world or in in the academic world and you don't have a coach, um, you ought to seek somebody out who can help you. and and it's it's the kind of relationship where you can talk about anything and get some guidance from someone else's experience. And it's quite helpful. But those words have been as as difficult as the words were when I was eleven and twelve. That's how powerful those other words have been in helping guide me and guiding my career. How does judaism look about this i mean you've, you've given a perspective from solomon solomon's you know how old is solomon 2500 years old i mean are his words <laughs> just as valid now as they were then and what are your thoughts
1: 100 well, percent. i mean one of the uh, great sages of the 20th century you know um was a man by the name of uh, rabbi yisrael Meir Hakohen kagan otherwise known as the chafetz chaim i'm not going to test you on that but i know uh, the Chafetz Chaim is actually one of Steve Lappkos' favorite sages. He ranks up there with the Babe Ruth of sages for Steve. Um, he lived in the early part of the 20th century, and his name actually means Chafetz Chaim. It's taken from the book of Psalms, Psalm 34, where it says, who is one? Hey, Chafetz Chaim, Chafetz Chaim, who desires life. Watch what you say with your mouth. Do not speak deceitfully. Do good in the world, and he wrote a book which is uh, as popular today as it was then even more popular about the power of speech that was his focus and he said that again worlds are created or destroyed with speech, and we have to be so mindful of maintaining confidentiality of gossip of speaking constructive positive words of you know literally um the reflection of our divinity is in the way that we speak. Animals speak, too. I mean, theoretically, they make noise, but we have a unique power of speech to to create, to dream, to build, to heal. And what's interesting is that people think, well, he wrote the book on making sure you don't speak gossip. People would think, well, he must not have talked that much. There is this concept why well, might as well not say anything because who knows if what I'm saying is gossip. And by the way, just because something is true, doesn't mean it's a lot to be said, you know, it depends what the context is, but the Chabot Chaim actually was a very um, uh, uh, person who who spoke a lot because he used speech in a positive way. So I think that there's a lot of folks, as, as a matter of fact, Mayor Adams, who's the current mayor of New York City, uh, recently started a campaign based on similar principles like clean up your speech, positive speech. Um, and I think that, um, We live in a world with way too much polarization. People don't realize that words that we say really can uh, poison an environment. They can poison uh, a friendship. They can poison a family and a relationship. And especially as we're approaching the holiday season too, I'll just put this in, when we're spending more time with each other, with family members, it's really important to ask myself, are the words that are coming out of my mouth going to be words uh, that I'll be proud of a month from now, a year from now? And if not, don't say them.
0: That's a really, that's very deep. I think the the thing that gets me these days is that I, I, obviously we've had a a podcast about social media and clearly social media is in a weird place in our history. Uh, To your point, so many can say so much so fast to so many And not have the slightest understanding of what their words can mean and do and how good or bad they can have harm. They can also do things like move elections, they can move countries, they can move political processes.
1: Mm -hmm. And,
0: uh, you know, I'm looking ahead for the next uh, election cycle and I'm wondering what I'm hearing in terms of the rhetoric and how and what is valid, how and what is just fluff. Uh, And more importantly than either of those questions, what am I hearing that's potentially dangerous for our society? Um, And there's all of those things are being put out there on a daily basis from, you know, our politicians of now and our politicians of the future. Um, I look at the words of this uh, representative on Long Island, who has been disgraced and may get kicked out of Congress very shortly, you know. He used words to lie and just be deceitful and, you know, effectively get elected to Congress based on telling lies. And that's come back to haunt him um, yeah. in a big way. I, I'd like to turn this into how can we how can we take something positive here? What can we give a message here? And instead of just say, you know, use your words carefully. Uh, that's kind of.
1: I would say this simple just, advice. Uh, yeah, simple advice. Anybody that you meet, anybody that you speak to, make sure that you say words that they leave your orbit feeling better about themselves than when they entered your orbit. Let's start with that number one. Imagine if every conversation I was mindful to say, you know what? Number one, I'm going to be fully listening to you and present, which isn't something that we should take for granted. But I'm mean, fully engaged with the person. And if I have the ability to make their day. And i have the ability to say a few words out of my mouth that you know either give them a sense that somebody believes that they matter that asks about their family that tells them boy you're looking good today or can i help you in any way those are small what i call micro moments that can have eternal reverberation so yes remember the gift of speech and the power of only a few words even if it's a encounter that is random when you are in the supermarket we go back to things like this when you're getting out of an uber when you're in the train station and you make eye contact with somebody say have a great day i hope you're doing well thank you so much ask about somebody's family i mean always um remember the power that we have that we are god's literally ambassadors on earth to use the words and the power of the divine words that God has given us to make that person feel a little better about themselves than they did before. That's number one. Second recommendation. Steve, I want you to say this with me. How are you doing today, Steve?
0: How are you doing today, Rabbi? No,
1: I'm asking you first. How are you doing today?
0: (laughs) I'm doing doing? really well, thank you.
1: Okay, I'm going to have you add something, okay? From now on, we're doing this on the podcast. Whenever anybody asks you how you're doing now, I want you to say, I'm doing well, thank God. Try that, okay. Steve. How are you doing today? I'm doing well, thank God. Amazing. Now, just those two words, "Thank God." You've brought God into this conversation, and you're using words to remind people to be grateful. One of the challenges is people, you know, live with a sense of entitlement, arrogance, sense that they're owed things. So, second step is use the words of uh, that we have to be grateful and bring God into the conversation. That's another way to uplift ourselves and uplift the world around us. So there's two ideas, right? So make sure people leave the orbit feeling better about themselves than when they came in. And number one, let's acknowledge God um, much more often using our words because we'll uplift not only ourselves, but it becomes contagious and uh, and creates a greater sense of God's presence.
0: So That's a theme that you've repeated on this podcast more than one occasion about the- being humble and and um being giving thanks to god you mentioned it's part of the modani you say it every morning uh perhaps i should say it every morning um but (laughs) this whole issue of of humility is a theme that keeps coming up again and again in our discussions uh not just here on the podcast but in the lessons on thursday evenings and in other places and you know i think if people and it even goes to the point of judaism the 21st century and The fact that I have this theory about what I call the hubris of today and people thinking that they're smartest because we're the most sophisticated today. And I'd actually, the whole premise of this podcast has been, let's look at the past for some of those lessons, because in fact, I'm not convinced we're the smartest generation. I'm convinced that we have ignored some of the lessons of the last 3000 years. And that's kind of why I went to you and said, hey, what do you think about starting this podcast?
1: Exactly. Yeah, you know, it's good. I think we're, we're trying to be as practical as possible. Right, Steve?
0: Absolutely. This does need to be practical. So look, um, why don't we call it a wrap for today for this particular discussion? But I'll tell you, the the, the lessons here are, are, are good ones. These are the kinds of things that if just a handful of folks who are listening to this podcast start to be more thoughtful with what they say, with how they interact with the folks around them approach conversations and interactions especially around the holiday tables you know that are coming up um, it would probably diffuse a lot of the tension that's probably going to be around those tables this particular year given what's happening in Israel and what's happening around even America lately right so let's let's be thoughtful and be kind to each other and i think you know we won't get into the kindness project but i'll just mention again this week that you've started this project in stanford connecticut and it really resonates here with this particular discussion, so thank you for
1: that. I'm Maine. Thank you so much for joining us.
0: Hello, thanks for listening to Judaism in the twenty first century. I'm Dr. Stephen labkoff and for my co-host, Rabbi Daniel Cohen. Thanks so much for listening. We'll be back again next week with another episode. See you next time.